Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Equipping the Saints for the Ministry. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Tuesday, September 5th in the year 2023. We have Bards Fest coming up on the 21st to the 23rd in Flemingsburg, Kentucky. And so tonight we're going to talk a bit about that, the lineup, the goals, the objectives, what God's leading us to do, and overall just the good things about coming together under the body of Christ. There's plenty of bad news, and I can fill your whole ears with that all night long. But tonight we're going to take a little pause in some of that, touch on a few things that are pressing, but dig into the greater works that we're trying to achieve. Now, patriots, right off the top, you should know, as we all know, that food is being used as a weapon system. There should be absolutely no doubt what they're trying to do. FDA, or the, not the FDA, but the government is sending out letters right now to farmers encouraging them not to grow f- crops. They're also encouraging them not to use tractors to cut down on the, the carbon amount of output. On top of that, we've seen the destruction of food processing plants, the culling of herds, the reduction of livestock across the United States. All of these things are leading towards a food crisis, and it is coming. Today, there was notice that 53,000 rural male workers, check bounced, that's correct, 53,000 rural male delivery people had their check bounced. That comes from the federal government, by the way. Things are not good. And so you can be prepared for something pretty significant where they will try to use food as a weapon and then encourage you to eat bugs because they want you to eat bugs. Because if you eat bugs, you're more flavorful for the lizard heads when they decide to eat you. Don't be caught flat-footed. Prepare now. So you need to head over to preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. You're going to find the three-month emergency food kits there, and that should be a minimum for every family and every family member. 90 days food supply is essential. And that's a minimum baseline of where we're going. When things get rocky and get down, even if they shut down, even for a few weeks, it's not going to be a few weeks to set it back up. It's going to be a couple of months before things get flowing again. And there's tons of stresses on our supply chain and our food system. So again, preparewithbards.com. That's my Patriot Supply and their three-month emergency food kits, the best on the market with a great discount price right now. Check it out. Get one for every member of your family. You will be happy you did. It's insurance in a time of uncertainty that you will be very happy you invested in. So again, preparewithbards.com for your three-month emergency food kit that is really an essential part of your emergency food system that everybody should be having. All right, so Bards Fest, it is coming. And with it, there's it is a time to start building up the work of the people that can do in the work of this of the ministry, the, building up the saints for the work of the ministry. That's the theme this year. And it's an important, or this event, super important. We're heading into a really important time in our nation, and it is going to be a, a time where many people are going to continue to be seeking, that are pulling away from the lies of the matrix. 
and they need people that can step in and to lead them. Now, whether you like it or not, you get awarded at a position of leadership in your communities. That's the way God has called us and what we need to do. And part of that is we have to work on the principle that we have to free ourselves, keep ourselves free from the influences of the dark and the demonic, and equally help others set themselves free. All of this is part of preparing the saints for the work of the ministry. By the way, if you're curious, that quote comes from Ephesians 4, where it says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ until all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes." This is the world in which we now live, to where literally the wind blows and people get thrown to and fro, fro and literally get lost in the most simplest of things and the easiest little influences knock them off the path. You'll notice that there's apostles, prophets, evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. There's five principles to the working of the in the work of the ministry. And all of that is going to be part of Bard's Fest to raise that up because there's a place for everyone. And it's an important principle to understand. So we're really encouraging you to be part of Bards Fest. We're going to be streaming online, and we're going to be having presence there. It's going to be in Flemingsburg, Kentucky. There's camping there. We now have about 80 sites that have been reserved for camping, and that's there's still about 100 more available there on the site for camping. Hotels are around for others. We've, we're doing really well in ticket sales. A lot of people starting to show up. The Just so we're clear, and I've made this clear all along, where this is a donation level event or donation event, and so that means we offer ex, we ask for a donation of about a hundred of a hundred dollars per person for the three days. However, no one is denied, and it's the same thing that if you can't afford it, if you absolutely have no money for tickets but you want to be there, give us contact us. You can contact us through the website. If you can donate a bit more, we greatly appreciate it because it helps offset some of those that don't have the money for this. And we work very hard at making sure that everybody can participate. And it's going to be a great event. It's going to be starting at 1130, I believe, is a time on Thursday. We're going to run all day Thursday. And we're going to run all the full day on Friday starting on 9 all the, or 930 all the way till 9 or 10 at night. And the same on Saturday. And then we're going to close with a sunrise service on Sunday morning for anybody that's still around. So I think you'll find this to be quite an event with a great lineup of speakers, which I'm actually very proud of, of everybody that's coming together. So just kind of give you the rundown on some of the people that will be there. Me, of course, and that would be kind of disappointing if I didn't show up. The Resistance Chicks, Tom Renz, Attorney Tom Renz, Dr. Lee Merritt, Lieutenant Colonel Doc Chambers, retired Special Forces, Pastor Brad Cummings, Hannah Giles, the new uh, CEO of Project Veritas. Pastor Paul Cantrell, friend of mine from Portland, Oregon, fantastic pastor, and he's, his whole family just does ministry. They've been traveling the whole country ministering, and it's been great. Uh, reti retired Sergeant Major Joe Vega from Delta Force, good friend of mine. Uh, Dr. Douglas Frank, and you know him for all the work he's been doing on voter validation. 
Donica Hudson. Donica Hudson is an author, speaker, and media personality. She is the founder of the IHP Global Ministries Incorporated and Truth Tellers Network. And she's um, going to give. She's got a great sermon. She's going to give, and again, all 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 towards this uh, establishing the strength and the work of the, or for the saints and the work of the ministry. Cameron Hamilton. Uh, he is a Navy SEAL combat veteran who is now. He's a strong, strong voice in, in Christ, and he's going to be coming to speak as well. And he's, I believe he's going to be speaking on leadership, and he, I can't remember exactly, but he's also running for office in Virginia. So that'll be another great perspective. Uh, Myron and Dottie Lizer, this is the VP, former VP and his wife from uh, Navajo Nation. And I, we have both of them slotted to speak separately because Dottie really has a wonderful voice in all of this. Uh, Rhoda Rhonda Miller, she's a president of Purple of Purple for Parents of Indiana, an independent research uncovering the truth of what was and is happening in the American education system. She's going to be a powerful voice on the children. Pastor Devin O'Neill, friend of mine, fantastic voice in um, in in the whole issue of America and its roots and foundings in terms of the pulpit. And the Word of God. He's also been currently on the Trail of Joy. They've been traveling the original Trail of Tears and praying and blessing it to turn it into the Trail of Joy. And Justin uh, Heidinger, who is has a ministry, he's heavily focused on deliverance and helping people free themselves from porn addictions. And then we also have two of my close friends from Glad Tidings Church that will be coming. Uh, they're they're just a wonderful couple, and they they're they've been running the deliverance ministry out of Glad Tidings Church. So we really have a powerful lineup coming. The schedule on the on the on the website is going to be uh, updated here very shortly. When I say schedule, we don't currently have an exact hour by hour schedule that will be coming up here pretty quickly, and uh, we're just about there. Plus, we have an entire kids programs. We're looking. We've been really trying to build this out. We're going to be very blessed to have another good friend of mine, Corey. Um, he's Special Forces Team Sergeant, uh, retired Special Forces, and Corey Terry, who's going to be giving classes as, in addition to many other things. But he's also going to be offering classes as on um, medical, on medical stuff. So he has a kids program, a teens program, and an adults program that he'll be offering there. He is a 18 Delta, which is a Special Forces medic, very skilled, and is and currently is, is involved in training. Uh, emergency first responders. So he continues to do his his trade and his specialty. Um, we're going to have things and the kids if, events. We're going to have that plus. We're going to have things like Bible crafts, first aid training, fishing. There's going to be a fishing event, home of survival skills. I uh, Punky, our amazing mod, is going to be leading some of this uh, sourdough bread making. We're going to have tents set up and training. Uh, apparently we're going to have tree climbing and volleyball. I didn't know that till I just read that on the site. So I'm like, huh, I guess I've got some surprises going to be shared with me. So the, the beautiful thing is um, we're going to be really working hard to bring together a full family event like we have done in the past, really encourage you to bring your children and to encourage people to bring their children. And this is going to be truly all focused, all things focused on Eyes on Christ. Now, the one thing I'm very, very proud of and in this one, and this is unique to, it'll be the first that we've really had this for a Bards Fest. And again, I'm trying to get into some of the bigger objectives. 
our youth are critical to us. And so I know there's been a lot of discussion about Operation Vineyard. We're going to be talking about that. We have Jaron Jackson coming, who's going to be speaking on common law. And that's that'll give you a chance to interact with him a bit. And we're going to be really getting that grounded so people have the avenues to learning common law and becoming strong in common law. Super important. Um, in addition, <laughs> someone said it's got to say homeless survival skills. No, I didn't. But I said home and survival skills. But that's interesting. Hadn't thought about the homeless part. Hopefully none of us have to deal with that. We should have like homeless ministry though and how to get these people off the street and into a life again. We could probably talk about that. That'd be a good one. And there's some strong ministers there that will uh, definitely be able to discuss that sort of thing, and we will. The the bigger objective here as we start to raise up everybody is to to really overcome a few things. And I I just want to read to you something I wrote to a friend of mine, and and I'm very important um, that we understand this, is that we're in an important time right now that the American patriot is a powerful, powerful patriot out here. But there's a lot of things that are going on in this time. We've lost some of our faith in our military, and that's not been that's been kind of hard-earned, unfortunately. We have, um, we've been struggling with a fight with, that a lot of people have been out uh, unprepared for as we have a a evil that is trying to relentlessly strike down and crush us and submit. And with that, we've seen the true heart heart and the power of God's remnant stand up. And this is an important component to what this minister, this whole Bars Fest is about, is literally empowering that. So on Friday, I'm very. it's going to be a very special day for me personally, and I hope equally for you and all who are coming out there. Friday, I do have a lot of the people that I've come to either directly work with or peripherally work with that are special operations. And we're going to be really focusing on that sort of intensity and focus of battle and leadership. So again, that's Cam Hamilton, that's Sergeant Major Joe Vega, Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers. It's going to be um, Team Sergeant Corey Terry. These are going to be people that have had the experience on the ground and others, by the way that are going to be available, we'll be having a roundtable as well. I want you to hear these voices. And in particular, I'm excited because they're going to be around for the kids. I think this is something that's very important. And I know it's 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 can be formative in a young man's or young girl's life. We take Corey Terry. He's he's a great father. He's in a, He was an amazing Special Forces operator, um, 18 Delta, like I said, and he's going to be able to literally, if you can imagine being a three-year-old, five-year-old, or a teenager where you have a Green Beret teaching you medical skills that you might need in your life, those sorts of things to have that relationship with strong leadership and strong moral characters to me are extremely important, not just for the youth, but for the adults as well. These are great people who I consider people of incorruptible moral base. They have been through some of the worst of the things that can be thrown at them, and they continue to be powerful and mighty in their voice and their leadership. And so it's not taking away from anybody, because all of this event there is going to have that type of people there, including all the patriots that are there. But having these people there available for access to talk to, to relate to, to understand that they're human, they've just they've worked extremely hard in the areas that they have, and that they're back in the fight. And I think this is important to understand that every one of these people is here in their love in Christ and their love in country. And that these are the people that we've looked to as a culture, as kind of the tip of the spear, the, the, the elite of the elite. 
and they are honored to be here and honored to be sharing this Bards Fest with us, which I find extremely important and a very powerful statement to what God is doing in this time. Last night's show, I think, is very important. If you get a chance to listen to it, I would really encourage you, encouraging you to do it, and if not, maybe listen again as well. It was all centered on Judges 7, which is Gideon's 300 chosen men. And what's really important is it was a relensing, and I will tell you very candidly, I walked into that letting God lead that discussion completely, and I truly mean that because I really didn't know. I kept having getting this nudge to read Judges 7, so I did on the show last night and kind of let it unfold into a picture that was pretty amazing, I think, for all of us to reflect on. And that is that in the process of Gideon selecting his army, there were... There were 22,000, he had 32,000 people, 32,000 men that were there before him as as he was standing off against this army of Midian in the Moray Valley. And God asked him basically to ask each other, uh, whoever is there, whoever is afraid and trembling, let him turn back and leave Mount Gilead. In the way that we have worked in our life in the modern day, we would likely want to say they're weak, they don't have the spine, they're trembling with fear. God was gracious here, and it's very important to understand the why of this. And it's and to be honest, this was even as I did this last night as God led, it was a bit eye-opening, and it's going to be instrumental to understand this framing as we go into Bard's Fest. Gideon's army that left, this 21, the 22,000, excuse me, that returned home, returned home with the grace of the Lord. He didn't say you're weak and cowardice. He simply said, if you are afraid and trembling, let them turn back and leave Mount Gilead. And they did, 22,000 did. That left 10,000 soldiers. Now you can imagine Gideon standing there on this hillock above or the, uh, the plain above this army of Midian's army. And you could just see like, all right, Lord, you just ripped me from 22,000 down to 10 or 32,000 down to 10. Now what? And then the Lord says to him, like, if I tell you that these have to go, they must go. If I tell you these have to stay, they have to stay. And then he says, you shall separate everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps, as well as everyone who kneels down to drink. Now, this is really important because this is a presence of mind thing. And so he says, now the number of those who lapped the water, putting their hand to their mouth with 300 men, but all the rest of the people kneeled down to drink. So he has, he has literally chosen those that are literally, as they're drinking the water, their eyes are up and paying attention to what's going on and not just focused on the drinking. There's a lot to that statement in a combat readiness situation, and God tears it down then to where Gideon's left with 300. Now, in the short of what I discussed last night, which is really profound, is that, and I all credit to God on this, is that what we went through in COVID is very similar to this when we look back on the COVID con. We were fighting each other, and in fact, one could argue that the enemy wanted us to fight each other, but God needed that event to separate out the remnant. And the remnant's not limited to 300, but the metaphor of 300 is present here. I say all this because in strengthening, in the theme of Bard's Fest, in strengthening the saints for the work of the ministry, our idea is to strengthen this core of the remnant so that we become the bridge builders 
and the leaders in our communities so we can step out. And it doesn't matter whether a person took the vax or not. If they're willing to come to the line and fight, that's what we need. And we need that opportunity to lead with Christ in our heart. And those tools, that's going to require a lot of work. And it's not just going to happen at Bards Fest, but it's part of setting that foundation at Bards Fest to help people move forward as we did in Yuba City, but to take it even a step further. There's a lot going on in the months ahead, and it will be defined to a great deal how we see our world and how we accept our neighbors and how we accept each other. Quite frankly, right now, if we look around, there's a lot of people coming to the fight now that weren't there three years ago, and they didn't have the strength three years ago. I don't know how many of these people took the vax and decided it was a bad idea. I don't know how many of these people didn't take the vax and decided they didn't want to be noticed and so just kind of slipped away into the shadows. But if you notice, it really doesn't matter. What's important is that the remnant that stood here being vocal, being strong, they are the ones that ultimately caused the enemy to fracture. That's just like what happened with Gideon. Metaphorically, the horns were our voice. And metaphorically, the broken pots and light were what we were doing in exposing the evil. Now, as the enemy begins to try to repivot and try to counterattack, which is what they're trying to do, they're finding out that they're not unified anymore. And in the process, now those many of those that stood stood aside, or in this in the metaphor of of the of the story of Gideon's chosen three hundred, those that went back home trembling, are now coming back to the fight, having had a chance to re-anchor, reground, and we're welcoming them. So they were never cast out by God in a merciless way; rather, they were let go by God, so that God could raise up His remnant to be stronger to lead the many. Bard's Fest theme is framed around that, and it's very important with that concept as we get then into the principles of preparing the work, preparing the saints for the work of the ministry. And then that breaks down into the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers. So important. And many and people will double, double, triple hat those roles. But nonetheless, that's where each of us has a place and an important place in the expansion of God's kingdom, that there needs to be that five-fold ministry to totally take this back. Otherwise, and to quote Pastor Anthony, who's going to be giving, uh, he's going to be there as well Friday morning. If you have, if you're not doing it with all five, it's like trying to fight an, a, a gun battle with two fingers. And this is the idea here that we need, we need the five-fold ministry. This will be the encapsulating theme overall in Bards Fest as we move forward and to really inspire people to move forward and do great things. And we need great things to be done. This nation is still suffering from an, an, an unbelievable level of lies and corruption. The moral bankruptcy across our nation is unbelievable. And we are continuing to run headlong into this corrupted mentality and belief that somehow that not only is this a fallen world, but this the fallen world has become normal. This is God's world. And as we start to step into the more positive view of this to realize that we are the children of the Most High, we are the ones here with the authorities of and have dominion over evil. As we step into those authorities, we then have the ability to transform and take this world back. I am a true believer that there is no limits to what we can do through prayer and the relationship with God. I think the only limitation we have is what we do in boxing God in in our lives. And when we box God in, we limit what we can do. And that's very unfortunate because we have to free ourselves from that. 
obviously I have no belief in the magic and the witchcraft and this garbage, but I do know that their spells that they do, their spell casting that they're always doing is things that we're not paying attention to and we're letting limit ourselves and even how we see ourselves. We are very worthy. We are not unworthy souls on this earth. God sacrificed his son for us so that we might rise up and be greater in he, and there hence we can do greater works than he has said by Christ. So we have a, a very important moment in time in transitioning into a greater role in this nation, and we're going to be running that as we start, as we're seeing people continuing to look at Trump to be the saving of the day or looking at RFK Jr. to be the savior of the day. All of those things are great puppeteering going on, and I don't take away anything from I because I don't know these people. I can't speak to their of the true sense of their heart. But what I do know is this nation was built on the foundation of we the people, not the president and us. And by doing that, it's going to take we the people who have repivoted back to a foundation of strong communities, communities that value family, communities that value our children, communities that are working together to build and heal the family, to cast out demons, to restore people and get them back on their feet, communities that are coming back to a full strength in what it is to be communities anchored in faith and the leadership with eyes on Christ. That has to be. And that's as we get that back to there, part of the, the tiering of Bards Fest in this as it was in Yuba City is providing us with the tools and the perspective to do just that. The difference between Yuba City and this event primarily is the more emphasis on the deliverance aspect and the tools necessary to free people and to set them free and to get them free in their lives. And there's going to be, as there was, there was enough, there's quite a bit of deliverance that went on in uh, Yuba City. We're going to be making it kind of as an integrated part of all that we do, not only to for the deliverance part, but to get the blessing of the Holy Spirit so people carry that with them in their lives, to walk truly with the Holy Spirit in your life. All of that is available. We're also going to be having um, uh, baptismals each day for anybody that wants to be baptized. We've always had those requests, and that will be there. And, of course, what I would consider probably the most important part of Bards Fest is each day, and that's the breaking of bread. So on Thursday, the first day, we are going to have some food trucks there just to offset from people needing snacks, coffee, um, something to eat in between meals. But we will be having, starting on Thursday, with a potluck meal. And so we encourage you all, if you're there coming, to bring a dish of some fashion, even if you have to, you know, even if you go to the store, you're coming from afar, bring a salad, bring, bring some chicken, something. We have Jim Conley and his team, which just kicked it out of the park last time as far as the barbecue team. They're going to be running the grills. We're going to be, so it's going to be potluck. Everybody bring stuff. And then we'll be providing, in addition to that, lunch and dinner on Friday and Saturday. And those are the real important points where we have time to come together and break bread. We do have a gospel band, and I think they're gospel bluegrass, um, going to be there Thursday night, and they're going to be there playing on Friday and Saturday at lunch. So we're going to have some, it is going to have a bit of a festive side to that, which will be great. And then we're going to be working as we close towards Saturday night, we'll be focusing on some work with adults and some issues, but we'll also be having available a movie uh, for kids and for the youth if we want to separate that out as we work with some in more intense issues with relationship to adults and addictions and things like that. So 
the whole idea in the in the end of this is strengthening the full body, and in particular, Bard's nation body. We are bringing together the Resistance Chicks following, which we're very honored to have. They have partnered with us on all of this, and we're blessed to have that. So essentially, we're bringing, I guess we're calling it Resistance Nation or Resistance Chicks Nation, something like that, along with Bard's Nation. And that's going to happen. And I think it's going to be a pretty profound event. So I really am encouraging you to be be participant in this. If you can be there, be there. This will be a big event for the year, and I think it's timely. And since I really haven't spent time going over all this in detail, I thought tonight was a really good opportunity to do just that. Now, there's a couple other things I do want to hit on, and then I want to kind of wrap up with some perspectives on news and some prayer. One thing I don't want to forget to mention is very critical. Starting on Friday, bended knee will no longer be at 1 o'clock each day. Bended knee will now be at 6 a.m. Pacific time, 9 a.m. Eastern time. So again, bended knee will be 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern, starting on Friday. And this Sunday, and I've decided it's going to be regular now, and going forward, starting with this Sunday, the prayer event, our prayer weekend, which has been was initially on Friday, got moved to Saturday. It's now going to be set at 6 a.m. on Sunday. And my reasoning for that is pretty simple. And there's a bit of a, I've prayed a lot on this and I, I have a lot of clarity on, on these changes. And I think I just want to express those to you. Um, I need a full day off, to be honest. I need a full day off with the Lord. I need a full day off to just focus on things that are not related to podcasting and internet issues and so forth. And I value the fact that we have a very powerful prayer moment. I've also been praying to God a lot about possibly doing a Sunday show because I feel very strongly that in Bars Nation we have a a powerful offering to bring, I think would be the right way of saying it, as uh, for a Sunday event. And so the answer to this has really been to move our prayer event, which is now in about three hours, to Sunday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific and keep that time consistent across the entire week. So it's going to be Sunday, 6 a.m. to roughly 9 a.m. for the prayer event. It's prayers and healing. Um, Peace Be Still will remain the same that Sunday night at 9. Uh, All the other shows remain the same, Bards FM and Fishers of Men, but the daily bended knee will now be at 6 a.m. every day. So... I think that that's um, – someone just said they can't be there now. And that's that's the way it's going to have to be. I can't – unfortunately, I cannot appease everybody, and I have to look out for myself. I just saw this in chat. And uh, so it's just – I knew – you know, it's, I hate to see when people can't show up. And it does – it does really I, – I'm sorry if you can't, so I'll just say it that way. But there has to be a, a point – in all of this that I really have to put my foot down and say for myself, I need that pure day. So just understand that. Um, and in, in no way, um, is this ever intended to be trying to exclude anybody. So that's, that's kind of, what can I say that that's kind of what has to happen as far as the time, it's actually really good for me. And I, I like, um, I'm really liking getting up early. It gets my day started well. It sets a beautiful, beautiful pace for the day because it's the pace with prayer. Um, 
And I just hope for those that can't attend because it's Sunday, I hope there'll be some opportunities that you will be able to, and hopefully those opportunities will open up as the Lord provides. So, um, so I, I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of the best framing that we can do right now. I want to just pass this on because I was talking to Dave Bryan recently and I was, and this was back a few weeks, but this is pastor Dave Bryan from, from, uh, the Church of Glad Tidings in Yuba City. And I mentioned to him that we have people that never miss a show. And he says, how many shows a week do you do? I said, 17. And he says to me, he says, are you kidding me? He goes, I don't have anybody in my own church that would show up to 17 sermons. And I said, well, what can I say? It's Bart's Nation. It's not your church. So anyway, I, I love that fact. I love the fact that so many people do show up. And... Um, that that's really a beautiful statement, and so we try. Um, I think we just really try so hard, and and we work so well as a community together to kind of bring these things together. But these are important changes, and also as I start to do some traveling towards the towards the east next week, this works extremely well for my traveling. Just as a heads up, I I don't intend. There's nothing planned to cancel shows next week. But being that I am traveling and pretty aggressively traveling over the next few days of next week, there may be shows that are either delayed and, and, and there might be one or two that are canceled. Just be aware. And what I'll do is the best I can. If it doesn't show up by, say, 10 minutes before the show starts, then you'll know that or 10 minutes, I'm sorry, into the show. If you don't see this thing go live 10 or 15 minutes into the show, then it's probably canceled as a general rule. But I'll be posting the shows beforehand so you can see the schedule as they show up on Podbean. And we'll also keep an update going on Telegram. And what I'll also do just for the sake of this is we'll make sure, and I'll tell Hannah, that we do an update on our website, Bards FM, that you'll be able to go there. Everyone can go there. You don't have to worry about signing up for Telegram. And we'll get a posting going there on a daily basis if there's any shows that are going to be canceled or delayed. So just trying to keep the communication going. It's probably the hardest thing about running a podcast is that when there are changes, it's we don't have a centralized programming like you do with the cabal-owned CIA-run media. Um, and so we, we have to just do the best we can with the network and facilities we have. And I think the best hub on all of this will be Bards FM. Now, all of that said, there's one topic we haven't covered a lot lately, and I think it's extremely important and pressing for what we have to talk about, and that's this, Lahaina. And I said I would keep Lahaina in the news, and Lahaina is, has to be in the news, and I think I'll bring it up again tonight for Fishers of Men. In the latest bit of news, there are still 1,260-plus children that are missing. Now, this is now four, five weeks past the fire. These children aren't missing anymore, people. They're dead or they've been moved for some other reason. And the sickening part of this is the government is intentionally slow rolling this so that we will not feel the impact of the loss of these children. I'm not buying the fact that somehow they've been misplaced, displaced, moved to Oahu, swam to a whole big island, I don't know, whatever the magical garbage they come up with. The fact of the matter is that at this point in time, there remains 1,260-plus children that are not enrolled and are missing in the system. Now, do I? am I sure that they're dead? No. But 
is only two answers to this. This is an answer of extreme and absolute negligence on the government's part not to re- and authorities' part not to identify and, and report those children. Or this is something worse. And likely it's worse because otherwise they would be running out here for the media credit to announce that they found these children, but they're not. And there's no energy to do it, and there's no excitement to do it, and it is a, one of these silent issues that's going on, and no one's talking about it. As I predicted, and shame on every Patriot account that's not talking about it, massive credit to Steve Bannon, who's keeping it in the news like he does so well. Always hat tip to Steve because he takes it on. He doesn't let stuff go. Equally, hat tip to the Gateway Pundit, who's continuing to keep it in the news. But for all those other accounts out there that are just moving on and getting to the Trump garbage and forgetting on that, shame on you. Literally, shame on you. That is despicable to me, and it's, self, it's self-aggrandizing trying to promote the easy stuff on your account because you want to believe in the great hero coming back to save America. We have got 1,200-plus children that are missing in one of our states. That's Hawaii, on the island of Maui, in the area of Lahaina. And absolutely, I find despicable that it's not being headlined on every single Patriot account out here. It should be the number one point of the news right now. So in the last few days, I haven't been focusing on Lahaina. We've had a lot of things going, but I have promised you and I will continue to promise you that we will not let Lahaina's story die. Not here. It is, it's absolutely heartbreaking to me. And if we don't start valuing our children in this nation, don't look to God to help us out here. And I'm really serious what I'm saying. If we can't as a nation come together and realize that we have a a problem that deals with the destruction of our children and completely stand together in unison to solve it, then I don't know why we're going to be sitting here expecting when we're pleading to God to fix our problems when we can't clean up our own house that he's going to come rushing to help us. If anything, he might come rushing to kick our tail a little bit, which would be well earned. We've made a real effort in, in Bard's Vest to honor children, to raise them up, to empower them. And I'm blessed, personally blessed, with the people that I know in an amazing community of special operations people that are coming there to be part of that and many other aspects to it. These are men and women that I'm telling you, and we all have to have this fire, that if given an opportunity, they will do anything and everything in their power to save these children. We have to have that same fire. Now, I don't know, we don't know what's happened to these children. I think, you know, if you're, if you're on one side of the, the crazy, like what I would truly call the conspiracies, you're going to say like, well, there were buses there and suddenly the buses are gone. They must have bused the children to safety. Like, where did that happen? And where are the children? Maybe the children were abducted and taken out to some cult to be turned into, you know, somebody's food or sacrificial ritual. I don't know or traffic for sex. What we do know is people like Oprah, who's having a big chunk of land, and who's out here playing games about talking about raising money, which she's not raising any of her own money. She's just getting other people to give their money to an event which her house happened not to burn. We've had a lot of discussions about that. But at the center of all of this are the children. So I don't really care, in speaking in general, not necessarily to Bard's Nation, because I think pretty much we're all in alignment here. But just to general, to people that may listen to this channel that don't really understand Bars Nation, I would say it like this. 
I do not care where you sit politically on this topic of the fire in Lahaina. I don't care whether you believe in dew weapons or whether you think it was the winds that started it because somehow winds magically start fires in global warming. Whatever your nonsense you believe in, great. But here's the reality. There are over 1,200 children that are missing. I can't imagine anybody on any political spectrum that would not find that to be a massively disturbing and upsetting issue and want to get to the bottom of truth. And what I won't accept is a place where people just brush that off and say, well, it's no big deal. So it is important that we keep this in the news and keep focusing on our prayers for this. This is horrific, and I really hope that it's something that can be kept alive on a broader scale besides just here and a few other channels so that people are keep their eyes on that. In the midst of all of this chaos in politics and the, the Trump show and the Biden show and the congressional dysfunction and the looming issues about you know, Yale now announcing that they can aerosolize mRNA to get everybody to inhale it, whatever else garbage they keep coming up with. The fact of the matter is that nobody is putting their eyes on those children because what I think ultimately is if we discover what happens to those children and we expose the darkness that was behind what that represents, which in my opinion was a true sacrifice on a magnitude and a scale we've never imagined, I think it leads to something that they are absolutely fearful and panicked that we will discover. And that is that the entire elite class are a bunch of pedophile Satanists that feed on children. And when the world finally wakes up to that, they literally have no place to go because the hammer is going to fall and it's going to fall hard. So keep your prayers up for that and we will pray on that tonight. And it's important. All right, Patriots. So we've got an amazing festival coming up. We have amazing people coming to this festival, a whole range of great people and great voices. If you can't attend, it will be streamed. And just so we answer those questions, those streams are online and always free. If you can't afford a ticket, you're welcome. We ask for a donation of $100 a person because that sets it helps pay for our costs. These aren't free. But whatever it takes, this event is moving forward. And if you're, so, if you're watching the online streaming and you're so inclined to donate, there'll be a donate button available for you to do that. But that's on you. Do as your heart calls. But what is important right now, the most important work that we do is the work of, raising the, of strengthening the, the saints for the work in the ministry. That's as God calls, that's as God leads, and that is as God raising us up as a remnant, a powerful remnant in this hour, to not only be part of the body of Christ, but to be leaders on the ground in the war that is ahead. Let's pray. Father, we are humbled in this hour as we come to you and just very, very grateful and thankful for all that you give and all that you bless us with. Father, we, our prayers tonight open with the prayers and continuing prayers as we have had for Lahaina. And Father, just please hear our prayers. This, this nonsense of these children being missing, whatever the manipulation reason for not declaring what the status is of these children, we're literally now bringing this case to the court of heaven. And we're asking for a judgment to be levied here on behalf of the children. This is unacceptable. So, Father, we, we, we pray for this moment that you hear our prayers and in the authorities declared, given to us by the blood of Christ, we are asking and presenting to you the need 
to bring this case of the missing children, 1,260 plus children that are missing. We're asking for the intervention of the courts of heaven to make a decision and to levy judgment upon the lies, upon the deceit, and upon all of those involved in hiding the numbers of what is and the truth of what's behind this. Father, Lahaina is a place where it should be a focal point for the world. And for the first two weeks, it has been a focal point for the world. But sadly, like so many things happen in this day and age, our memories and our attention spans don't extend much past that. So, Father, we're praying for an awakening of focus once again, for people not to be able to look away from Lahaina. And for that purpose, Father, we're reinvigorating the prayer of miracle, a miracle to revive Lahaina in a most amazing way, to restore the land, to restore the power and glory that of that tree to make it a tree of heaven, the whole, the holy and sacred tree of Lahaina, and to restore the strength of those that were there to bring them back to that land in, in an amazing moment where truly the world witnesses a miracle of restoration of the land and a restoration of the people. And Father, naturally, we pray for the raising of the dead of the children to raise those voices once again in whatever form, spiritual and physical, so that their memory is never lost and it's before every one of us to have to confront and see and witness truly what this horror is that we're dealing with and this evil and what it's capable of doing. Lahaina represents an opportunity for the world to lift its eyes finally to look up into the heavens and realize who the one God is. So, Father, we're praying and declaring that space again to be that moment in time and space on this earth. And so, Father, with that, we're also praying for your blessing over Bards Fest, an amazing moment of bringing together a, a, a wonderful community of people, great warriors, great patriots to come together as one. Father, we're asking for your blessing of safe travels. We're asking for your blessing of, of the resources needed to continue to raise this up to be a, a memorable, if not an incredibly memorable event that surpasses all that attend because it's all about kingdom. As your will, Father, guide us in each step that we may make this an event that honors you in all aspects. Keep our hearts humble as we move forward. Raise up the voices of those that lead and can give inspiration to the love of the body of Christ. Heal those that come to need healing, whether it's a, whatever the form is that they need healing from. Let those that, with, that need healing that are broken to, re, to return to the world healed and greater and bolder in the name of Christ. And Father, we also ask for the blessings of the community that has opened its doors to us in this amazing moment, that has invited us in as we so prayed would happen, who is excited about having us there. Guide us, Father, in this great time to raise up Bards Fest truly as a symbol of light, something great that people can look towards and realize that this is truly where the Holy Spirit resides. And let the Holy Spirit grow mightily in this hour and the coming days and on the days of, a, of the festival to really unite both by those watching afar and live stream and those present that we become part united in the one body in Christ in a powerful statement in the raising and equipping of the saints for the, for the work of the ministry. Guide us and bless us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Well, patriots, a lot of great things ahead, a lot of great things to look forward to. And it is going to, it is going to be an exciting next few weeks. So to kind of remind everybody again, starting on Friday, Friday, Bended Knee will be at 6 a.m. Pacific, 9 a.m. Eastern. 
and going forward, our prayer event on the, the weekly prayer healing event will be Sunday morning at 6 a.m., and that will go for roughly three hours like it does, and that will be every Sunday at 6 a.m. starting this Sunday. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country.
that has waited thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs>